Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 
1-800-273-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey everyone, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. It is 4th of July weekend, but Ben and I had to, of course, be here to recap the episode. That we don't take the days third. off. No. We, we don't. Ben, we're good at that. Little pat on the shoulder for ourselves. Well, I guess when it's week two of the Bachelorette season, it's our time to step up. So we're going to show up and step up, uh, <laughs> just like the guys did this week. Did they? Uh, did they know. step up? I don't know. I like. I went from feeling so great about the season to just being, oh no, I'm bored. I watched with a friend last night, though. Yeah. I, my friend Lizzie's over for the weekend, and she hasn't watched in seasons. So I'd say like probably right regularly. It's been like three years since she watched. And she's like, oh, well, when I watch it, I can get into it. It was yeah. fun. She enjoyed it. She enjoyed it way more than I did. Maybe it's because she's watching with fresh eyes. Yeah, but maybe I her her commentary was the best part of the show for me. Just yeah. making fun of the guys. Well, it's uh, before we dive into the recap this week. Let's talk about your plans for the holidays. Do you have any big plans? Big plans. Uh, I have my sister coming tomorrow, so it's my best friend and my sister coming, and we're just gonna do really girly fun things in Rhode Island, like just have cocktails on the on different beaches, basically. Just like awesome. go to different little <laughs> um, scenic restaurants and yeah. have lady talk, you know. <laughs> and it. then we're and then we'll be going over to Jared's parents' house for a barbecue. <clears throat> um, we're gonna take Dawson to fireworks. Uh, last year he was six months, didn't go over the best. Of course, I'm gonna buy him. This is a reminder to me to go on Amazon and see if I can like get those headsets mm-hmm. that you put over baby's ears to block the scary sounds. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we're going to go to this place called Ocean House, which is uh, one of my very favorite places in Rhode Island. Take everybody who visits there. Uh, it's right next to Taylor Swift's house. I'm not like revealing anything. Like Her house is very well known to be right next to this place. And she used to be. Uh, she, she used to hold her Fourth of July party every year and it would always make tabloids. Right. Um, I feel like she might bring it back this year because she's single. She's she's like really feeling her like friend group, her girl group self. I don't know. So like we might be able to see Taylor have a party. Is that in your head? Is that in your mind right now? That you it might is. See Taylor, so it's like yeah. kind of embarrassing because if I see them like all partying behind this big fence that she has, like what am I going to do? Oh my God, there's Taylor just gawk at her. Like, no, I'm like, I want to get in there. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Do you watch The Bachelor? Uh, I hope you do. I hope there's tabloids of that. <laughs> That's going to be a good time. Well, Ashley, we do have uh, week two to break down. Uh, we have both now seen the episode. We have our criticisms and uh, judgments and thoughts on this episode. It kicks off um, with kind of everybody sitting in the mansion. And, uh, and so far, Ashley... Uh, I feel like this group of guys, I know there's a few standout guys going into week two. Obviously, Braden is one of those. Aaron B is one of those. Joey uh, kind of made a good first impression on week one. But Aaron B is the one that gets the uh, the first date. I think the first date of the season, 
is one of the uh, most spectacular dates to have. And this is why. Because nobody has any expectations. Like, she's oh, not great at this point. yet. He's not great at this yet. They're literally, this is like, oh my, let's get this thing started. Let's go. And so they're both kind of very much in it together. She's not like seasoned in the dating and the asking of questions. Yeah. Isn't like jealous yet because he hasn't heard about the dates, you know, before him. I think it's such a big deal. And this was a good date. Um, it didn't have a lot of like dating spark, right? It's a Hollywood sign. That's we see you didn't think that was cool. Lizzie and I, I thought, thought was that fine. was so cool. <laughs> really? I thought it was cool. Like I thought it was fine. I think the car ride is like blah, whatever. Yeah. Driving up to the Hollywood sign, I'm like, this is it. Come on, guys. We can do this any day of the week if you're in LA. Sure. But then when they got to open the fence and stand yeah, cool. up against it, that was really cool. That's coveted. I don't think that that access is very easy even for the production company to get, or maybe I'm super wrong. But then I was looking at their height and I was like, holy crap, those things are so high. So big. Yeah, that is cool. It is. I mean, I guess you can hike to it. You can see it. But to stand up against it to be like in that so in that iconic spot that the whole world recognizes and knows is is a special date. I would think I was like in Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake, one of my favorite rom-coms. They do that, but it's like kind of a chaotic scene because, yeah. you know, he gets caught. I would just feel like, oh, I'm guessing live re- relive one of my chick flicks. I'd like that for that reason. But of course, that doesn't come up. The uh, the day goes well, in my opinion. It's fine. It's a good first date. It's a good opening date. Uh, I wouldn't say that their chemistry blew me off. Okay, uh, same. Now, the show tried, though. Yeah, right? The show tried. Playing like, the music. Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. They kept yeah. like they, they were like, she kept saying things mm-hmm. that were supposed to make us think that she was really feeling it. Like verbally, they were all really feeling it. But like, I, I didn't feel it. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it was, it maybe is to come. There's a lot of nerves on that first date. Now there's a lot of um, just a- excitement, nerves and anticipation. And you kind of, I mean, at least for me, I remember that first date. you kind of just want to get it over with. Meaning not that you're like sick of the date or you don't want to be around the person. You just want to go back to your, for me, go back to my hotel room and be like, okay, I did it. I'm in it now. I've done it. What was your first date? Uh, Yeah, I had an ice cube and um, Kevin Hart in a hot tub in LA. That's right. I didn't know that was your first, that was your first date? It's the first day. Yeah, talk about nerves. Yeah. Talk about not being able to focus on the other person. Yeah, you were was, all about the celebrities. It was intense, and then Amos Lee came in, and my favorite artist, yeah, to us at night. So Lauren Elena played on this date. I still feel very strong that Aaron B is going to be here a while. I would yeah. not be shocked if he's the one standing up there at the end. I think their relationship okay. is only going to get closer and grow. I think again, it was a first date, and I think as this episode even progresses, you mm-hmm. see Charity loosening up a little bit in these dates, like having more fun with it you know, expressing herself more. She's very excited. You you can see on this first date because she comes to tears. And I think that's a big deal. I think charity had, I think and I'm assuming here just on based on her behavior so far, I think charity was really worried about being the bachelorette and that guys would not be into her for some reason. I don't understand why, but that's an insecurity of hers because she's really into the guys that, 
you know, validate that clear that she, yeah. they're into her. Yeah. And they're like, I came because of you. And I was yeah. so lit up when I heard that it was you. Yeah. So he, that means a lot. Sure. Face just shines when they say that. So I think that's, I think that's going to be very attractive to her at the beginning. Um, and I think a lot of these guys are there for her, which makes sense. But I do think she had that some something somebody said something to her at some point or something was living inside of her head where she was nervous about who would be there for her and who would be there not for her. And I think that's why this whole spring break storyline through the whole episode like hits her so hard and makes her um, so upset and confused. Uh, and so there is a there's a lot of read there's a lot to read into this day, but she comes to tears. I think just out of like, I think there's at least one guy here very much for me. And I think that's this guy that's with me on this date. I definitely think he's top four. I mean, I usually think that the person who has the first date usually gets to at this point. All right. So back at the mansion. Oh, I guess. Is there anything about their dinner conversation that's worth mentioning? Oh yeah, there is. Yes, there is. Okay, I want to know if we're on the same page about this. Maybe I was a total dickhead in in interpreting this. But he was in a four-year relationship in college and then realized that he needed to go to therapy for the way that he is in relationships because he's not Mm -hmm. an active listener and like he wasn't a good communicator. Why did that set off a little bit of a red flag for me? Well, I think probably Uh, not that therapy sets off red flags okay not at all but the fact that like by nature he's not like he doesn't want to listen or talk Mm -hmm. it makes me worried i i think i actually see it as uh, a great admittance of vulnerability now i don't think you're wrong where at first she agreed with you yeah yeah when you hear it you go whoa like okay What about like what what in your dating relationship? What made you go? Hey, I need to go get some assistance now. I'm assuming after four years they had probably pretty open com- communication. I'm sure there was time after time where he was either told or he felt like he was falling short in that relationship. And over time, when you hear it enough, hopefully you're a humble enough person. To say, okay, I admit that I'm not doing and I'm not reaching the expectations that you have for me in this relationship. So either I figure this out on my own or I go get help. And I think at some point he said, I just need to go help because this is the the last option. We've tried everything. I've tried to get better. I don't. I've tried to get, you know, to be a better partner. I haven't. You continue to be upset with me. I'm also maybe assuming that the relationship in itself wasn't healthy because neither felt like they were getting what they needed out of it. So, so, you know, maybe he took, you know, took one for the team and said, I'll go get help for this. But there could we don't know the other side of the story. It could be that his partner in this also needed to go get some, you know, help on what, you know, what healthy expectations are for relationships. Totally. Now, did did he say that it was that relationship specifically that sent him to therapy? Because in my memory, he was like, I was dating. Yeah. And a couple others. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's like a, a a big deal. I really don't. I mean, I think it's okay. a good thing he did. I don't think it's a big deal to look at. Um, I you know it matters what household you grew up in too. What if you could grow up with like a dad or a mom who isn't an active listener? Like you never get it modeled for you. You never see it, and so as a result, you go into relationships and you're kind of modeling 
after after the only thing you know and then you're like wait maybe there's a better way but you don't know how to do that better way so you have to get taught you have to get help yeah what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, smart money happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta, like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Well, Charity obviously appreciated his admittance to that. Mm -hmm. And... And I think I think that's probably the most important thing to talk about when it comes to their nighttime portion. So then back at the house, we get a group date card and mm-hmm. it's pretty much everybody who's <laughs> everybody is. It wasn't every. No. Yes. Not everybody. So every, did, it's not everybody because there's two group dates. So mm-hmm. this one has Doton, Tanner, Adrian, John, Caleb A, Caleb B. Caleb K. What the heck? How in the world do we have three Caleb's on one season? Yeah. I don't remember the last Caleb. Xavier. James, Aaron S, Sean, and Brayden. The card says, sun's out, buns out. And we didn't know that they would take that so literally because the guys show up to the beach and they are playing the fourth annual, not annual, I suppose, the fourth in the tradition of playing dodgeball, this time modeling after Claire's season where they will be in Speedos. What if you uh you care about the speedo thing? Remember how much that made a stir with what's his name? Yosef during Claire's season and how he said that wasn't appropriate for his daughter. I think it's fine. I don't have any I don't have any issues. I do always laugh and I think that's what they want out of us. Like all of a sudden you see one of these guys and their job is like attorney, the next is doctor, the other one's teacher, and you're like, Oh, now they're on a speed in a speedo on national television. However, it's not a thing. I mean, it's not it's nothing that bothers me. I think it's a funny unique element to it now but so what if we flipped it and said that the girls had to be wearing like thongs yeah i mean i, I you're right i don't know i think it would i'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, i don't I, I i don't really care either no see i don't think you're wrong think i think it's funny for guys and we think it's like misogynistic for girls yeah, and 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 that's just kind of the mindset right now. Yeah, I don't know if I could explain anything farther than that, other than it would just feel like we consistently try to, you know, over-sexualize women, and we have for, you know, years, and it would just be wrong. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be a, the right time, right place, right um right spot for the show to do that but with men it's like this can still be funny still like it can still be a comedic experience about guys butts are funny (laughs) and if if they were like okay you're just gonna play dodgeball in a t-shirt and shorts we'd be like "Eh, snooze fest it would yeah i mean so i don't know i can't explain it i'm not i'm not like up to date or educated enough in in why it's still comedy versus you know why it would be inappropriate uh yeah so somebody can do that a lot better than than we can here but it's still a little funny 
it doesn't really add enough for me. If they said, Hey, you're just going to play dodgeball. I would have been fine with that. I mean, it doesn't add enough for me to be like, Oh, now this date's worth it because all these dudes <laughs> are in speedos, <laughs> you know, they give them cups, which is, I guess, yeah, which safe. is good. I mean, it's also like cold. It, it's super <laughs> the, cold. The shrinkage must've been a thing. Oh, because you can see these dudes like shivering. <laughs> yeah. It's March. On the beach in LA, it's got to yeah. be in the fifties. It's got to be cold. The fans are out there in like sweaters and long yeah. pants. I love that they have fans there. I love that the fans get to kind of circle the whole arena because mm-hmm. balls are flying past them. I think that would have been really fun to be at. I would have loved mm-hmm. to just be there and watch that date. Mm-hmm. I'll also say that I was really impressed. Uh, I'm not always super impressed with their dodgeball efforts. This group was very athletic. Um, and had some of them had massive arms and they were ca- like catching incredible balls. Like this was a this is a legit good dodgeball game. I think if we would have watched it in real time on every play, we would have been super intrigued by it because I think they were going <laughs> at each other. Um, obviously, uh, Caleb stands out during this. Xavier stood out to me. Some of the stuff he was doing was incredible. Adrian. um Adrian stood out. I was surprised he got MVP. I I think there was he made it to the end a few times and definitely did some things that helped his team, you know, almost win. But I really felt like Caleb, and that was kind of a storyline that the show was pointing at. Like Caleb right. definitely was was their best player, and that's why they all went after him first. And so, you know, fair or not, Adrian gets the MVP, which creates yeah drama at the after party because Adrian according to Braden was not the most qualified for MVP. And that's what gets them started arguing at the after party. Now, listen, I know you don't like Braden and I know that Braden is definitely like the guy with the most red flags at this moment. But can we also just say that Adrian is not at all perfect in the situation as well, because Adrian is the guy that takes everything so dead seriously and he hasn't cracked a smile the entire time he's been here. And if he doesn't, like, if a guy doesn't smile or have any levity about the situation that they're in, he automatically gets on my bad side. Yeah. Well, they can't, I, you can't say I don't like Braden yet. I have my questions. I don't know enough about him. I've seen him for, well, up to this episode, one episode. I thought he definitely threw some red flags up. I definitely would, like, be weary of his his future here on the show and how he's going to behave. Um, but I don't know enough about him yet to say, Hey, I like him or I don't like him or I don't like him for charity or whatever. I, I do think Adrian had some stuff here where, you know, he, he continued throughout this whole episode to, uh, he's kind of the guy now this season to talk about everybody else all Mm -hmm. the time. The wrong reasons guy. Yeah. And for a guy who probably has a really good shot with charity and for a guy that seems like a really good dude, he continues to use his time to point out everybody else's flaws, which happens every season. I don't know why it happens. I don't know how they continue to find the people to do it every season, but they do. And I, and it never goes well. And it gets exhausting, I think, for Charity, because at some point, Charity's going to sit down with Adrian on a date and be like, okay, well, do we have we go again. anything and, in common? Because we haven't talked about anything other than other yeah. people. So she's going to end up asking the question because she knows he's the guy. How's everybody else in the house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And And then they never get to know each other. Um, I think the only, not the only, the, one of the criticisms of Braden here in this is he, uh, you know, on episode one, if you remember, says that he's just too over considerate. Oh, you know? that's a gross. 
I don't know his definition of considerate or whatever that means. Um, but he continues to be lacking consideration in this experience, not only um, in his in how he comes off the other guys, uh, what he says to the other guys, um, but also what he's saying to charity and how he's reacting to the experience that she's now being thrown into as the lead of the show, knowing that she has to date a bunch of other people. He isn't being considerate. He's being very selfish. What did he say at the group date specifically? At the group day, I he just called out Adrian for not being qualified, yeah, right? I don't. I want to say that, that he had during the group date. It was mostly just Adrian saying this guy's taking this as a joke, which is fine. But you're seeing it kind of in the house, you know. If if he knows that's the concern of maybe just Adrian or others in the house, he's definitely saying things that would rub other people the wrong way to make them look at him and be like, "Gosh, dang it, dude, just shut up, stop talking, like stop saying what you're saying." It's not really until his sit down with charity where Braden, I think, really shows a selfishness where he's like, hey, I don't like that you did that. Which is at the pool party, right? At the pool party. Um, because pretty much he's saying he said it one, one, he's setting a standard for her to follow, which is unfair for him right now. Two, he's setting an expectation for her to follow, which is still unfair for him right now three he isn't being considerate because if he was being considerate and as he says overly considerate he would understand that she's the lead of a show and trying to figure out how to date all these people and build relationships with all these people so that at the end of this she can possibly be with one of them consider being considerate there would be like i get it this is weird this is hard i'm gonna have my own struggles through this whole thing but you have to do what you have to do and hopefully i'm still here at the end because that's how much i care about you instead yeah. he's being the anti antithesis of consider it yeah but he also she also like apologizes to him which is like too bad yeah she shouldn't do that she's like i know i know i'm just trying to figure things out yeah she so you know yeah okay wait let's go back for a second so their drama at the group date we where does the spring break term come up nobody ever says it feels like spring break do they blatantly not that i remember okay all right, so I just wanted to clarify that. One of the interesting things, and this happens sometimes in the edit, is that John gets the group date rose, but we do not see them converse very long. It's true. We don't see him converse very long. Mm -mm. And I, I, I think, um, I don't think it was. I think he is secretly a very um, strong candidate right now. And I don't think his conversations with her are shown a lot, uh, but I believe that they're very comfortable. And I think he's very reassuring. I think he kind of has the demeanor and the spirit of somebody that's definitely there for the right reasons and is taking this as seriously as he possibly can take it at this point in time. Um, I think she's very attracted to him. I think he's very attracted to her. Uh, and and he's also kind of the... Um, he's the pick here for that, um, that uh, group day rose. That's not going to be super controversial. Like there's some mm -hmm. people that really thought they deserved it and should have it. And I think there were some people that deserved it and should have it. And he's kind of the one that probably was cool either way, um, mm -hmm. but very excited to have it. And that charity probably figured would cause the lot, the, the least amount of drama. She gives it to Adrian. Brayden's super upset. If she gives it to Brayden, probably Adrian and a few others are upset. Um, I think it was between Xavier and John for this group day rose and, and obviously John got it. And so he was just kind of the, the safe pick here to say, Hey, let's 
keep this as clean as possible for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. All right. So I love the second group date. This is more up my alley. I love it when it's kind of a game show situation. Gabby and Rachel are there. The boys on the date are John Henry, Michael, Warwick, Spencer, Joey, and Josh. Mm-hmm. Joey's obviously like the front runner going into this date. Everybody kind of already knows Joey's name. He has a personality that can jumps out a little bit more on screen. So it's all about basically kissing. And I'm like, immediately when they say it's the the bachelor record for kissing, I'm like, ah, oh, I remember that being Sean Lowe's season. And I remember being like, oh, this is so awkward to have to keep your lips on someone mm-hmm. for over whoever knew. It felt like more than three minutes on Sean's season. And it's in public, and it's just like, oh my god, so much. You know, you need little breaks. I don't. Do you agree? Yes, yes. It's just <laughs> awkward. I mean, that's why it's a thing. Is nobody does this? Nobody like this isn't hot. This isn't cool. This, no, it's this not. Is literally a competition to say yeah. how long can we keep our lips together. But it's not like there's. N- they're lying to you if they're like, that was incredible. You're like, no, that was cool for like the first 20 seconds. And then it got really boring. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting, but definitely not hot. And I did like the whole question and answer part. That was really fun. And it did get to know, I think it, this is the kind of group date where you can have a lot of guys and get to know their personalities pretty well through questions like this. Now, Joey wins the one on uh, Joey well, he kind of wins the Q&A, which leads to the kiss. And then that leads to him having a one-on-one. And I like the fact that we're getting two one-on-ones in the first episode because usually it's just the standard two group dates and then the one-on-one. We like a little bit of intimacy, right? So Joey and her go back to like a hotel room. And it's so funny because my friend is like watching this and and he's like, you know, my family's really important to me. And she like stops and she's like, this is the silliest thing. Like everybody stops the bachelor bachelorette and is like, my family is really important to me. Like, of course, like how many people are like, you know, family's not a big part of my life. I care less about my friends and family. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then he just turns it on us and goes, my dad came out when I was in kindergarten and we're like, okay, so you got a really interesting family story. Here. Yeah, Definitely. And he does, right? And the way mm-hmm. he he talks through it and talks talks about it, and um, you know, I think I think it did. His family's important to him. I'm sure it wasn't always easy. I'm sure it was a you know yeah. there was a lot of conversations that you know most uh, parents don't have with their kids, um, but when they do have them, I think it brings them closer together. I think we see it in Joey's situation. Um, this group, this after part with me, really. It made me more confident in Joey. I remember last week I said I think there's like going to be some controversy with Joey. I don't Wait, know where. Why do you think controversy? Well, I mostly I think it was how the pr- the last week the preview was edited and how okay. he was like. Remember he was the oh, one the tongue, the tongue, yeah. and then like you saw arguments go down afterwards. I didn't know the context for why this kiss was happening in front of all the other guys. I didn't know it was like a setup thing, and so yeah. I thought him and charity had like walked off on the side and like were seen making out like this in front of everybody. And that he was going to pretty much like throw up the middle finger and be like, Hey, screw you all. I'm, I'm, I'm good. No. Now with this date, I think it definitely softens uh, what I think of Joey and says, no, I I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be here for a while. I think he's really into, into charity. 
Um, now it makes sense on why he was making out with her in front of other guys. I uh, I don't love this for the show. I I think this is a fun date. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's kind of weird. I agree, and that's why I did. I mean, I didn't want Brandon to go over and be like, "Hey, I have problems with you doing that." Yeah, but I do think it's kind of like, oh, that's like a. This is like a. Well, I think it. You know, Charity's brand new into this. Um, I'm sure she has her own strategy on how she wants all these relationships to form and how she wants to cause the least amount of damage to each relationship along the way as she pursues other relationships. One of the ways to do that is to keep your physical touch isolated to when you're in mm-hmm. private. Um, that's yeah. just that's just good. It keeps things keeps things mysterious. It keeps things unknown. And the show definitely set her up to have to have this in public in front of other guys. So I'm wondering, you know, if her fiance, future fiance, is standing in this group, that's a memory, you know, burnt into his mind. Now, how well he'll handle that over time. That's up to him and up to her. But for right now, it's really going to be hard to be like, I watched you really make, like, make, make, make out with somebody in front of me. And I had to stand there through it and figure out how to be, like, a decent human during it and not freak mm-hmm. out. And and I get the freak out. So I think it sets her up for failure a little bit. And so that's why I'm a little um, upset with Braden and how he handled it. Where it's like, I don't know if Charity wanted to do this or not. I'm sure she didn't find this the most ideal situation. But it yeah. was it was the the date that was planned that she didn't know about. Obviously, yeah. it was uh, in a sense, um, it was like an, an obstacle. You know, every day has its own little obstacles to it. It was her obstacle to complete and to finish and to conquer, to move on then to whatever was next in the season. And I'm hoping that all these guys are like, Charity, you did it. If you liked it or not, you did it. You did it well. You got through it. You set the record. And you moved on. Um, but to get upset with her is just unfair. Two things. Do you think that this this was the scene with the tongue, right? In the preview? I think it was. It looked like the best scene background. I didn't see the the, the actual tongue clip that they showed. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> they probably flashed to the other guys during that. Yeah. I don't know if we did. Did we get it in real time? I don't think we had three and a half full minutes. Oh, goodness, no. that would have been awful to yeah. imagine. And Ugh. then, uh, secondly, you just have to, on the back end, like you have to kind of like think the pressures of just being like, yeah, am I going to fight this? No, I'm not going to fight this one. There's certain things that you get given as the lead where you're like, I really don't want to do this. Like, let's talk this out. Like, let's figure out what we, how to get away around the situation with production, right? And then there's stuff like this where you're just like, it's silly. It's a show. Let's just go with it. Go with it. I mean, it's yeah. It's just it's just silly. This is not a this is not. Hey, go up on stage and like have the hottest thing of your life in front of all these other dudes. That's yeah, not. They're not like straddling each other too. Wow, it's they're standing up in front of a group of people that are cheering and they're being like commentated on. This is nothing yeah. romantic. Yeah. At all. But I will say their evening portion was more romantic, and I do think Joey is a front runner. Uh, I think he definitely stands out. I'm going to be shocked if he goes home anytime soon. I think his, I think his relationship with Charity is is probably even above Aaron B's at this point. Really, I think she likes Aaron B more for some reason. I think she connects with him more emotionally, but mm. I think that she's more physically maybe into uh, Joey. 
Well, I think they're both front runners. I think if I had to make my list, they're one and two either direction right now. One and two? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, who would be above them? Um, let me look at the list. Maybe you're right. I mean, Brayden, honestly. Brayden would for her. I mean, for her right now, right there in her head, she's thinking about Brayden more than Joey, I think. No, I think at this point, <laughs> after episode two, she's starting to get a very clear picture of who Brayden is. I think she, yes, she apologized to him. Yes, she handled that conversation how she needs to. But I think she is very aware and in tune with the the communication going on where she's like, this is getting weird. Like, this is, my brother said something. He's already said a few things that have, like, kind of thrown me off. Like, I think her comfort and her romantic or like relationship with Brayden is definitely far below what it is with Joey and Aaron B. Okay. 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 We'll see. Well, let's go to the pool party. Classic yeah. story. The cocktail party's canceled because there's a pool party. Like, you know what? One time I want them to throw us a twist and be like, guess what, guys? Week two, everything's canceled. See you at the rose ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> Without bringing the pool party in. And we've said it every season. The pool party is never a party. It's no, She it's doesn't even wear a swimsuit. I hate it. I, I hated the pool party. These things are meant to happen at night. <laughs> in a more romantic atmosphere. And and the pool party is such a weird idea. It's like, okay, you have one girl and like 25 dudes. Like what party exactly. is going on? No. Like what? They're all going to be like fighting after charity she's gonna be being pulled left and right and they're all gonna be swimming in the pool and a bunch of dudes are gonna be playing chicken with them on their shoulders and she's gonna be on some other guys like it doesn't happen it's it never the happens. worst it's, it's a terrible ben, idea thank you for saying that because at night when it's all glamorous it makes sense for the guys to be like can i take you aside can i take it yeah. just everything just feels more of like a ball like they're courting you in a bridgerton yeah. way and the pool party is just like Blah, let's have beers and and get sloppy. All right. So the only like the thing that I really remember from this, of course, is first we've talked about how Braden pulls her aside, but what we don't, what we haven't talked about yet, is then um, Adrian pulls her aside and is like, I just want to reiterate the whole spring break conversation I'm having. Uh, it's Braden, and I don't know that I really. I don't really trust this guy. Again, doesn't really crack a smile the entire time. And he, you know, basically the, the reveal here is that Brayden is the one that is giving him spring break feels. And then she's like, really? And then we never see her address Brayden again. So either not that big of a deal or they did address it and not just didn't keep it in there. Then goes to the rose ceremony of course, it's going to go to the two of them at the end. And then, of course, the two of them are going to get roses. But what was telling to me, and like, you keep fighting it, she definitely gave Brayden the last rose because of dramatic factor. But she got giddy when she gave him that rose. She was like, ah, I finally give it to you. And then they were all touchy and giggly. Well, Jessica watched that part with me. See, she was like, she likes him. Yeah, she hasn't watched the first two episodes, but she watched this part. And when she watched, she, she I said, what do you think of this dude? And I, that's all I asked her. And she watched like his kind of monologue there where he was speaking 
to camera and then gets the rose and she's like she really likes him yeah uh she could tell i yeah she might be a little giddy i just don't think it has the depth I, again i'll go back i don't think it has the depth of if i'm putting a bet on this right now it's aaron b and joey above Braden here you know at this point too Ad- like you said at the beginning adrian is not without fault here even xavier uh comments on the fact that adrian continues to kind of be this um not yeah. for the right reasons police xavier says come on dude what are you doing uh, yeah i like that i was like oh yes thank you for just saying like why do you even care and if i'm a buddy of adrian in the house like if i'm close enough and a friend with him i'm pulling him aside and being like hey i get that you have weird feelings we all do like mm-hmm about Braden, like it's uh, we it's not a secret you just don't yeah. have to be that guy like you mm-hmm. don't have to carry you don't have to carry the weight of this for the whole cast you just got to focus on charity because yeah. at the end of the day this is going to destroy your relationship with charity and you're only going to be known as the guy who is policing and and commenting on Braden, which is odd in itself one thing we haven't got to yet the guys that get a rose this week are doton tanner Caleb B, Warwick, Michael, Sean, Xavier, Aaron S, James, Adrian, Braden, uh, Joey, Aaron, and John already had roses. So the guys that go home, a lot of them we don't even know yet. I can even tell you their names. We got rid of two Caleb's, though. I can tell you that. We got rid of two Caleb's. Big deal for the rest of the season. The (laughs) other one is my dude, Spencer, that I wanted to see more of, that I wanted to understand more of, I think was let go. He is the one with the child um, who spoke with Charity last week. Uh, who I said just kind of like was an awkward con- conversationalist, but I wanted to know more about him because I don't think he's super awkward or super weird. Um, but we never got to see him again. So he had like one little moment there and um, and we have nothing else to base it on. But I do think he goes home this week. But there's multiple guys with kids, right? There are multiple, m- multiple guys with kids. But he was Spencer was the one that sat down at the fireplace. And we both agreed like the conversation was just awkward. Like it just felt weird. Uh, it felt like he was trying really hard. Oh, that's Spencer. Yeah, okay. That was weird because I actually thought he was going to play a bigger role in this season. Did I? Right? I thought he was going to be the token awkward guy that would like creep in on situations and would be there for humor's sake. Yeah, he's not. And I'm sad about that because I wanted to get to know more about him. I think he probably had a really cool story and I think his – you know, his first week, you can't judge somebody in their first week's impression because it's so like uh, it's it's so nerve wracking. So I want to see more of him. He does get on the group date for the kiss, but he doesn't really say much. Uh, but he's gone this week. OK, final question of the day for you, Ashley, uh, as we prepare here to talk about the sneak peek for the following weeks. Um you had said something last week about Braden's um, earrings. Earrings, and, and he brought it. He brought the he brought the earring game this week. He had so you many like earring him? changes. No, no, oh, okay. awful. That's, that's what I wondered. Is is that a cool thing? Like, is is, is are those are those cool? Uh, I would never be into a guy that was wearing earrings like that. It would be like a little throw, throw me off a bit. And that I mean like that in a sexual sense, like I would never like be like, ah, those earrings on so you I, really turned me on, except for the little diamond studs, a.k.a. like a Justin Timberlake that that he wore the first week. That was like, mm, like those. Hmm. It's weird how some guys can just get away with diamond earrings. Right. But like, could you imagine yourself wearing diamond earrings? Actually, I can imagine you wearing diamonds and getting away with it way better than Jared. Come Jared on. would look super weird in it. You'd actually maybe look good. 
No, it's it's that's that's not a look. Did you ever? No, nope. you're a little. No, never had near Never had an earring. I wasn't against it. I, I probably had thought about it because they used to be really cool to have. Yeah, they're so they were so cool. But no, I've never I've never had them. And uh, if I had them today, I, I think I I would just personally feel very awkward. Um, not because I don't think they're cool sometimes. Um, just because for me, I just don't feel like they fit me um, very well at all. I, don't, I think diamond studs. You know, it, at a certain time and place, at that time and place that you were on that cop show. Yeah. Fit- That'd have been good. When I found the cocaine on the beach in Miami, that would have been the time. <laughs> yes. I could have done it then. <laughs> and what was the line at the end of the show? With my hookah necklace, I yeah. saw, uh, I found cocaine, or I saw titties and found cocaine, but best, best spring break, break ever. Break yeah, ever. you can look that up on um, True TV. It's uh, South Beach, Miami, and find my little sophomore high school self finding cocaine washed up on the beach and saying the stupidest quote of all time. Titties and cocaine, best spring break ever. What an with, idiot. Some, with some diamond studs. I've been super cute. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go Google it. <laughs> yeah. it. Um, okay, sneak peek for next week. Um, really nothing in this stands out to me. Nothing. Uh, least dramatic preview ever. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is... And I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. 
That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah, or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? um say less this is really really interesting so to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts just search smart money happy hour and hit that subscribe button which i just did your wallet and your next road trip will thank you so let's bounce into bachelor headlines um some there's some controversy this week actually in bachelor nation Maybe not with contestants themselves, but just with how things have played out. Um, one of our rival podcasts, Bachelor Happy Hour, has made headlines. Uh, Joe and Serena are the new Bachelor Happy Hour hosts, and they have big shoes to fill, they say. Um, they do. Becca and Michelle were the hosts of that. Becca has been the consistent host for that for a while. Thomas Jacobs kind of had came out yeah. and uh, commented how sad it was that Becca and Michelle were released from the show without even a goodbye episode. Mm-hmm. I think there's an illusion that there was like some shade there. Yeah. That they, yeah. Like, why would they do that to them without giving them okay. an option? I think they're mad because I think that it was just uh, an executive decision to have Joe and Serena in. And they just had no warning at the end of their season. But it has been a rotating cast for quite some time. There was a first start out with Rachel. Oh, no, yeah. it was Rachel and Allie. Yeah, Rachel and Allie started it. And then it was Rachel and Becca. Mm -hmm. And then Becca and anybody else? Or did Michelle go right in after Rachel? I think Michelle stepped in. I don't. I think Tasha might have sat in for I a few weeks. I thought Tasha may have been there for a while, too. Yeah, but, I mean, Becca's been around there a while. I get it. Like, all of a sudden, iHeart calls you and I and says, Hey, uh, Almost Famous Podcast is changing hosts. You're mm -hmm. out. 
and we don't get to say anything about it. We don't get to come on for like a final, hey, thank you for the years that we've gotten to speak with all of you and share emails with all of you and talk about this show with all of you. You kind of feel like, okay, well, you get pushed out, which would just be weird. And and it doesn't sound like they get pushed out based on ratings or listeners or bad behavior. It just sounds like they got changed up based on negotiations, maybe. I don't know. Well, Thomas also said that they're not really into watching the show this season because of the bad taste left in their mouth because of this move. Well, it's not fair to charity. Yeah, but they're talking about Warner. Um, they're just upset. They're well, I, I think about- there's, pro- there's probably, I mean, Becca came on and co-hosted this with me for a bit uh, when you were out and yeah. had said then, like, she didn't really know what was going on, but they hadn't recorded in a few weeks and she was kind of wondering um, we wish Joe, I mean, this is, this is nothing to do, um, with Joe and Serena stepping in to this bachelor happy hour, you know, Joe's, no, been I around. like the fact a married couple is going to be breaking it down. Sure. And Joe and Joe has been around Warner brothers now for years doing projects for them when it comes to podcasts and shows and hosting things. Yeah. So it makes started sense on clickbait, clickbait. Um, but, uh, I do think, you know, it's in a transition season, which is always interesting. Um, but you can always listen to us. We're not changing. We're going to be here. Uh, we're not mad at each other. We're, we're not, not trying to plug the other podcast here. It's yeah. too much drama over there, guys. Just stay where it's stable. Stay, stay here and almost famous. Um, hey, uh, next headline is this. Bachelor Nation's Julia Kinney marries Evan Bass's brother, Aaron Bass, in Cancun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've been together for a long time and engaged for a long time. So I wasn't even sure that they weren't secretly married, like had done a courthouse wedding, but they had the real wedding six years after meeting in Mexico and one child. They were in Cancun and it was this past Friday, June 30th in front of friends and family, including, of course, his brother, Evan. It's always just so crazy to me because Carly and Julia were the best of friends, which is why the two of them well, which is why Carly introduced, well, I guess it's not a real introduction because it happened at the wedding, but Carly loved the fact that Julia was dating her then brother-in-law, but now they're no longer brother-in-law. So were Car- was Carly at the wedding? Wait, I have got to find this out. I've got to text Carly. That's freaking crazy, right? What do you do in a situation like that? But your bestie ends up marrying your past brother-in-law your ex-brother-in-law it's not about you you just smile you go through it you show up you do your best you can you know it's awkward you know it's weird but you don't take any attention on yourself yeah it's the best way to do it yeah they've been planning a wedding for a while they said um but but the covid got in the way yeah well uh it is a a little bit of a oh twist we have an answer okay Carly actually told Us Weekly in April that she was going to be skipping the wedding to avoid causing a distraction on Julia's big day. She said, if I'm there, lots of people could be uncomfortable and we don't need that to be the focus. So instead, I'm going to FaceTime her the whole day as she's getting ready and drink champagne with her via FaceTime. It's Evan's brother. It's his family and friends, and I think that takes priority. That's actually really, really awesome of Carly, and I would obviously expect no less. Yeah, that's great. That's a good a good choice. Um, so Carly was not at the wedding. Um, we're reporting right now. <laughs> we're reporting it. 
uh, Bachelor Nation's Tasha Adams uh, says she has become more private since her split with Zach Clark. This according to E! News. Mm -hmm. She said that her life was pretty exposed at one point. Nothing was really her own. And I think there's a lot of beauty in that because you create a community of people that really care about you and they want to see you do well and root for you. But at the same time, it's not normal to have every aspect of your life out there. So she's been taking a step back because she says, I think as a human, you look for validation everywhere. And it was just becoming an unhealthy, unhealthy thing for me. So there are some aspects of my life that I keep like to keep a bit private. And when I'm ready to announce things, I'll do it. But other than that, um, it's just a balance of what you're okay with. And I I think that we're all kind of curious whether she's still dating Luke yeah. from Summer House, right? They have not publicly, you know, come out there with their, with their relationship on their own Instagram, but they were seen looking at rings in April rings like engagement rings so it feels like it's serious yeah it that, um, that, that, that sounds like it's serious <laughs> I, it would be i hope it is <laughs> um well that's all we have for you today uh we'll be back next week breaking down week three of charity season of the bachelorette just for any fans out there who have been watching and wondering yes i don't think week two was as good as week one on this Bachelorette season. It's because we didn't have our brother in um, in a costume. That's probably it. But we also have to remember <laughs> that weeks two, three, and sometimes even four. Kind they of. They get slow. Mm. They get slow. And then they pick up again, right? Weeks totally. five on are really exciting. We start to know the cast better. We start to hear more of the cast stories. And so just, you got to just kind of plug through. Stay in. I know it's a late night. I know it's a long watch. Uh, but if you plug through, I do think this season is going to end. Um, and everybody's going to be really satisfied. People do that with so many other shows. How many shows do people tell you, Ben, you've got to watch this, but then you you watch it and you're like, uh, the first four episodes were so boring until I got there. Yeah. yeah. It's like a normal TV show thing to do. And the first episode I still thought was really great. And I list, I've heard from other people that popped into Audrey's and talked about the episode. They agree. It was a good first episode. All right. Well, until next time, enjoy the 4th of July, people. It is the 4th of July as we speak. So go spend some great family time. Yay, America and independence. And uh, have a good couple burgers and hot dogs for us. Bye, guys. I've been Ashley. I've been Ben. Talk to you later. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 